42 Days ethos is to build solutions for hospitality businesses to retain and develop their team. We believe that the first 42 days, the first six weeks of someone's employment in any industry, but especially the world of hospitality, is so competitive, fast-paced and intense. We have an opportunity to reshape that narrative. Our team has extensive experience in the hospitality industry, so we know what it takes to keep your team happy and engaged. We'll work with you every step of the way to create a plan that works best for your business. Go to 42days.co to book a consultation. Podcast. I'm your host, Sean DeVries. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode. Principal Hospitality has been developed to tell the stories of professionals within the dynamic world of hospitality. We're straight-talking, ethically-minded, and a reliable online source of information and inspiration for people in the hospitality industry. Now, with today's program, opened in 2017 by Chef Tim Christensen and our next guest, Jack Leary. Alma uses the freshest and locally sourced seafood to produce a flavor-rich menu inspired by the street cuisine of coastal Mexico. Building authentic connections is a passion for the restaurant group, and because of that, all their dishes are created to share, and with an awesome northern beaches backdrop, who wouldn't want to share a meal there? So I feel fortunate to have on the podcast today, Jack Leary. Hey Jack, how are you? Good, mate. How are you? Mate, your smiling face makes me feel a whole lot better as we do this podcast today. Thanks for coming on. I know this is something we've chatted about for a couple of months, so it's good to finally uh, drop this one and have this recording today, mate. Now, as I said, we had Tim on a couple of months with the Raw series that we did with Lightspeed, and you can listen to that, obviously, on on the Poe Network. And you're the other half of the Alma group, and I really want to have a conversation from your end about Alma and your sort of start in the industry. So let's have a chat about how you started out in the hospitality industry and then how this business came to be with Tim? Probably wasn't the most straightforward one from all your guests. Like I've had a few of them and they've progressed through to hospitality and always had that passion behind it. For me, it was a little bit different. After school, I went straight into the study business. And I remember during that process, my dad was actually selling hotels and running hotel schools. So was sort of always a background there, but he was in more of the corporate side when I was younger. My family packed up shop and went over to Switzerland. They had an opportunity over there to run a group of hotel schools. And I was, I'd just come out of boarding school and I, I was so stubborn. I was like, I'm not going, I'm not leaving my mates. And I remember my dad tried to dangle the carrot a little bit and said, if you come over, we'll give you a scholarship. Like we can organize a scholarship for you for one of the universities. It's hospitality based, but it's one of the best in the world. It was in Switzerland at the time and I said to him I'm like I'm never going to be in hospitality there's no point in me doing this fast forward a few years I finished finished my studies in business and then went straight into commercial real estate for a few years and I remember like in a performance review when they were sort of mapping out my next 10 years for me trying to sh- again down the caravan this is where you could get to and I sort of quit on the spot I just for me a big thing's like trying to always be true to myself and as authentic as possible and if I can't see something I'll tell you straight away or if 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 it doesn't ring true with myself and yeah so I quit on the spot I didn't have anything to go to I didn't know what I was going to do I think I was like 23 at the time and and 
yeah, had a bit of time off, sort of six months off, and I wasn't sure sort of my next steps. And I'd be eating out at a lot of restaurants and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I love restaurants. Like, I really enjoy dining. Like, typical, oh, this isn't going to be too hard. You know? This like, would be I easy. Think, <laughs> mate, you heard that a hundred times. And then I realized I didn't know what I was, well, like, I didn't know the first thing about it. I'd, I'd had a few bar jobs and stuff when I was at uni, but realized that there was a massive skill set that I had no idea about. From there, I went into my favorite restaurant which was in Manly and tried to get a job there. Cause I was like, I really want to make friends with these chefs. Like this is my favorite restaurant. This is what I would love to emulate. It's probably right. the most, like something, you know, that I'm not most proud of in terms of ethically, but it's sort of what I had to do at the time. Cause I just, there was such a deficit in my knowledge base and befriended the chef there. I got a job and these guys are like, why are you trying, like you're, you're commercial. So why are you trying to get a job here? What's going on? And I kept going back for three weeks and they eventually gave me a few shifts and, I wasn't there for long, but I sort of befriended Tim and asked him to open a venue with me, which was our first venue. And literally like within a month or, you know, I would have two shifts a week for a month and I'd convinced him to come on board and open a venue with me. And then that was it. We went in 50-50 from the get-go and it's a massive risk on both of us from there, but it sort of, yeah, it snowboarded from there and that's where it all started. Yeah, nice. That's awesome. And how did it feel coming in on that side without sort of as and nearly as much knowledge as what Tim did into a 50-50 partnership. Like obviously you've got massive strengths in, in commercial real estate and know what you like, but was it hard coming into that partnership and knowing Tim had a tiny bit more experience in hospitality than you did? I think like I always back my own skill set mm. and I always trusted my ability to learn on the run. So there was and I knew that if I work hard enough and I put in the effort then that they'll slowly balance out. And also it it didn't feel like that at the beginning because obviously coming from a commercial real estate background, that really helped with the negotiation for our first venue. Like, of course, we we got way more than we should have in terms of an incentive that helped us, and we wouldn't have been able to do it without that. So, I didn't feel that early on. Maybe as we started opening those first days, I'm like, ah, hell. Um, but that sort of dissipated pretty quickly because I just knew if I just keep working and tracking the way that I can, I know I can, then I'll. It'll slightly balance out and I'll learn on the run, but yeah. Now, Jack, I know we've talked offline before about the challenges, obviously, recruiting people in the hospitality industry. It's a really challenging time for any brand right now, especially something with the reputation that both you and Tim have in Sydney with this group. Like, how are you guys getting through these challenges of recruitment? I try to not, like, look at the downside on it too much. Like, a lot of my friends have businesses in other industries, and I think it's not just industry specific to hospitality it's always a challenge it's funny like we changed our approach a few years ago and we used to put a heap of ads up like constantly promote what we're doing and sort of try to hit them from every channel and for us we like i just want to be able to stand behind anything that we do and i sort of looked internally around okay how do we get the best highs how the best highs come in the past like how have we achieved that it's normally someone internal that have put us forward so there was probably a six-month period where kicking the can and going, this is fuck. And I was like, sort of have to give myself a bit of uppercut and be like, well, how about you just focus on what you're doing internally and like those people will come. Like it, it, it's a little bit of a longer term strategy. And it probably took about six months to be like, okay, let's focus on being the best employer or being as good as we can at this point, like in our mm. journey. And then like funnily enough, like just focusing on those things and making sure that we looked after our staff, like people we're coming more organically through references from people who already worked within the business. And they were so happy to 
put us forward or tell their friends or tell anyone they knew about it because they'll come to it. This is a really place, really good place to work. And we found like that approach had so much more traction and we were getting more of the people also that we wanted. Like we had 50 little recruiters out there knowing exactly the type of business that we had. And then also having like-minded people, you sort of generate a bit of culture around that. So I guess that's the approach we have. We still advertise and things like that. We haven't had, I haven't felt as much of an issue with it for sure. I think we're really lucky with that. But again, like I, I, I feel that a lot of it comes back to that and just like focusing on internally. And then when you do need to look for a role, like you've been proactive about it because you've done work in the years before that. Yeah, of course. When we spoke with with Tim last year, he was talking to me about how you're recruiting chefs straight from straight from Mexico. Are you guys still going down that path of bringing talent in from overseas? Yeah, for sure. Again, like for us, like we, we just want to create the most authentic experience possible. And Tim opened the first venue. We opened the first venue together, but we did it ourselves. And we probably got to a point where we want to continue to progress this, but this is where our knowledge base takes us to. And like, I'm really big on, especially coming from different industry and not having a great knowledge base. It's like we're just hiring the best people and providing them with the framework to succeed and then express themselves within the workplace. And yeah, we'll continue to do that for sure. Cause I think it's so beneficial and, and our knowledge base expands as they come over and teach us so much more. And also like we've probably had three or four now that have been with us year after we opened the first and they're permanent residents now and they call nice. Australia home. And I'm really proud of being able to be, play a little bit of part in that for sure, because they give us so much as a business. And I think it goes both ways and it's important to make sure that we're holding up our end of the bargain as well. Yeah, for sure. How do you make sure that you assimilate that talent coming in from overseas into Australia? I know that it's definitely something I'll be working on with as a recruitment platform sort of this year, bringing in overseas talent, but making sure they're really well structured into Australia. Like how are you guys doing that as a group? Cause it must be a big challenge. So I basically formed a partnership with a restaurant group over in Mexico. The issue we were having first up was that it's a massive risk getting them over here because you can't ask them to cook. You can't spend time with them in the kitchen or whatever. And you're asking them to come on the other side of the world. So it's not necessarily you can give them a one month trial. Sort of felt it really important to start a, a partnership with a restaurant group over there whereby they could work with them for a certain period of time or work under them or they'd already be working under them. And then once they felt like they were the right fit for us and they'll send us over and we'll pay them a fee per wow. person. So for me, I found as soon as we started doing that, we're getting a lot. The talent was changing in terms of what we're looking for, but the, the recruiters or the restaurant group on the ground knew what we were looking for and the type of person that we're looking for. So like, as soon as they would start with them working with them, like that's when the process would begin. So like culturally they would get a little bit of an understanding because there are Australians over there. Like the guy who I, who helps me is actually not, so he would have that interaction with them from that point. And then by the time they got here, they, understand a little bit culturally by spending time with that, but it is a massive culture shock. And I would say that's one of the biggest challenges because it's not just that, like if you look at your kitchen team from most restaurants, it's like a hot pot of cultures and countries managing that's challenging. And you just got to spend a lot of time with them in the early stages, I would say in that first month or so, mm -hmm. and just give them a bit of a hug with that and help them understand. Cause it's a massive shock. Bit of a change going from Mexico to Australia, right? Yeah. It's, and it's things like they just. I can't understand why there's not 10 chefs at the door, like they're begging for a job or mm. like why they can't have like wages, those wages figures that we try to keep to the KPIs with, they don't have that over there. They're not expendable, but if someone leaves, there's two more people waiting to go. And if you ask the owner for two more chefs, 
then that's not an issue because it's not going to hit their bottom line as much as it does in Australia. Yeah, fair enough. How do you balance your role with Tim's role? Obviously, there's a lot of differences between your great skill sets that you both have. Like we talked a bit about this with Tim last time, but like, how do you sort of manage it so you're both on the same page? It's, I guess it's ever evolving as we grow, but it's a lot of hard conversations. I'm pretty upfront with what I'm thinking. And again, like in the early stages, I think it was quite challenging because we were both learning learning how each other were and not wanting to step on each other's toes. But in my opinion, you've just got to have the hard conversations more than more often than not and that's what it comes down to and I'm really open and honest with how I'm feeling super open and even if it's really abrasive on what I'm thinking or saying I'll say it now because I'm like committed to us growing moving forward and it's always a challenging situation and there's backlash but as long as you have the intention behind the right intention behind it I think it's only going to be beneficial for both so we always have like really honest conversations on a month or two monthly basis and then work out as we grow our roles are changing a little bit for sure and we just make sure we're super clear around that but and that grows over time as well and experience we've had a few years of that now so you sort of which lane you're both in yeah for sure how are you guys thinking about growing this business and obviously it's come from a place when you first opened i understand that you obviously had you were doing three different service periods a day now you're doing two different service periods a day as you've gone to two venues how are you thinking of evolving this great group that you both have now i guess uh, it's just got to be something that we enjoy and that we're excited about like for me tim knows like i start getting bored really quickly and he starts getting angry really quickly there's always been yeah it's got to be something that excites us in terms of projects and it doesn't have to be restaurants like we, we've looked at oh, more accommodation offerings and crack at a few motels and hotels and stuff like that it can be a little bit more broad and i'm not going to be confined to doing one thing if it's something we're really interested in and we think we can pull it off i think that's that's the beauty of it and we're really grateful to be in that situation yeah, for sure. Especially with your, your property know-how, like a, that must be a superpower, right? Into you analyzing and having an understanding of how to do these different kind of verticals yeah. around the business. It'd be, I always look at it like to have that background, people could say it's a disadvantage because you're not experienced, but like what, every operator has a different skill set, and it'd be silly for me not to utilize that. So. At the moment, we often sit down and I'll think myself about how can I utilize the skills that I had before and marry it with what I have now? Because that's unique to me and to us. Cool. So I think that's the sort of approach that we've taken and I've taken as well. And it's just finding your niche and what works and what we can achieve with the skill set that we both have, I think. Yeah. So I think let's use that skill set right now because we don't have many people who are commercial analysts or managers or whatnot on the show. So I'm really curious to think about how you think of what, how you break down what is a good opportunity for the business sort of moving forward. Cause I think you'd think about it as more of an analytical approach, not just a, a heart felt kind of approach. I think this is going to work, right? So how do you work out what's a good opportunity for the group? It depends on your strategy on what you're trying to achieve. And for us, like I want to build like long-term stability and wealth for everyone within our business. And, and then what does that look like? At the moment it looks like, okay, our revenue is only at point A, we need to get it to point B. How do you do that? And then, so it's taking on another lease with a great incentive in place where by you not putting a heap of capital into the, and putting yourself behind again. But then that point forward, it's like, we really want to start investing in assets ourselves because we believe, or I believe that we're the best 
the best attribute to that asset. Like people are selling assets on the basis of a great operator being in there and they get a massive uplift in that, in the value of that property. But so I guess we want to sort of play in that field a little bit more. Again, like coming from a different industry and seeing restaurants come and go, I don't know the average lifespan of, of a venue, but let's say it's not more than five years. Correct. On that basis, like how do you build, how do you grow a business on that basis? And it, it can't just be through opening venues. In my opinion, a lot of people do it, but that's not, how I sort of see our strategy going. It's getting some uplift in the property. And then if we need to move on from it, that's completely fine, but we still have ownership of that asset and can control it from there. And then gives us the stability to do other stuff, but that's just my approach. <laughs> yeah. Is that anything about growth? Are you doing freeholds on a lot of these properties moving forward or are you just, are you doing leaseholds or is this sort of a property by property kind of decision? I think it'd definitely be leaseholds for the next one or two for sure. Cause we just yeah. don't have, we don't have the revenue base to be able to facilitate like a massive loan for sure. We're just not big enough, but one or two down the track, that's definitely our strategy and what we're working towards. And do you work on when you go and look at a space, are you looking at, obviously when you do your projections about what you think that venue is going to do for revenue, yeah. are you looking to a certain percentage that you're thinking from the actual, the rental cost, or are you just, or are you thinking everything including fit out and all that kind of stuff? Definitely rental cost. Like, if you can get a good enough deal, you shouldn't really be paying for much of your fit out. So you've got to look at it, your rental costs and then also your CPI increase and stuff like that. Cause people might see that rent in year one and it's at three and a half percent increases each year. And by year five, they're going, oh, shit, I've got five years left in this asset. I'm yes. absolutely getting railed. So mm. you need to do projections for the whole term, like for the whole 10 years or five years or however long you're signing and then looking at it that way. Like, yeah, if you can get it between, I don't know, we, we tried between five and nine or 8% mm -hmm. is where we're sitting at the moment. But again, it's dependent on the asset and whatever else, but that's sort of how we see it at the moment. Yeah, for sure. No, I totally agree. I think anything over 10% is always going to be a big risk, especially with wages where they are and now cost of goods where they are as well. My final question to you, Jack, is what are you guys looking forward to this year? You've got two banging places, absolutely killing it. Really good, really good energy behind the brand and what you and Tim are doing. What is the plan for the brand this year and what are you looking forward to? I think like we're looking at a few stuff at the moment, a few opportunities that we will hopefully bring on soon. And for me, I'm excited just to learn and grow. Like I'm still every day, like I'm still learning so much and it's fucking draining, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm really enjoying that. And I think that the whole team are as well. And for me, I'm really excited when we open a new venue, it's not for my own ego. It's not, it's like, it's the right opportunity, but it's also our responsibility as business owners to give those other people within our organization, the ability to grow and to give them opportunities. So like, I see that as my responsibility. Like when I look at these places, I'm like, can we make this work? Like I've got four or five people here who want to step into different roles. Like I can really give them an opportunity to be part of this. And that's stuff I, I get really excited about because I can see people progress and grow. So if we can lock a few more of those in, um, and give people some clear pathways to be part of this long-term and learn and grow with us. And that's pretty exciting, I reckon. Mate, I can't wait to see what you two are going to do next. Well done on everything you've created and everything you're creating. It's going to be a great 2023, no doubt. Mate, what's the best way that people can find out more about the Alma Group and get in contact with you guys? You can shoot me an email. It's jack at almagroup.com.au. Perfect. As always, linked up in the show notes of this podcast, as well as some social links so you can check out everything about our group and what they're doing in Sydney. Jack Leary, thanks so much for your time. Thank you, mate. <laughs>
Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Principal Hospitality. I hope you really enjoyed that podcast. I definitely know that I learned a lot. Um, it's great to have our group back. We've had two really good conversations with them now. So fantastic group. Please check them out. Please comment, like, and share this podcast with your friends in the industry. We're making this content with the industry in mind, so we really appreciate you sharing along. As always, even if it's just one person you know, that would mean a lot. And if you don't know, I suppose, that's my co-founder of Principal Design. is one of the best design agencies in Australia. So if you're looking for anything around strategy, brand, digital design, wayfinding, graphic design, you can definitely hit them up at principaldesign.com.au. And then myself at Open Pantry Consulting is 42 days for hospitality advisory and training systems for your business. We're also delving into recruitment right now as well. So you can find us at openpantryconsulting.com. Thanks for tuning into this episode and until next time, stay well, everyone. Today's ethos is to build solutions for hospitality businesses to retain and develop their team. We believe that the first 42 days, the first six weeks of someone's employment in any industry, but especially the world of hospitality, is so competitive, fast-paced and intense. We have an opportunity to reshape that narrative. Our team has extensive experience in the hospitality industry so we know what it takes to keep your team happy and engaged. We'll work with you every step of the way to create a plan that works best for your business. Go to 42days.co to book a consultation.